Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is Al Lunsford, digital editor for Lynx, and Joe Passoff, my co-host, uh, once again for another episode. Joe, how you doing on this Thursday? Al, I'm doing okay. You know, we've come off a couple of fantastic weeks of men's professional golf and uh, outstanding tournament uh, at the Heritage, the RBC Heritage at Harbortown. Um so yeah, it's uh, finally time to go back to work and um, the women get the spotlight this week with their first major of the year, the Chevron switching to Houston, Texas and Carlton Woods. And um, okay, but I'm ready to talk some playing golf, not just watching it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we, um, as we have done before, it's another chance to share some reader feedback for us uh, and we kind of thought of this topic because I took a recent trip where it, over the span of a week, I, I think for me, it was my most golf played in seven days. Uh, and that was six, 18 hole rounds in a row in six days. So added that up to 108 holes in um, a span of a week. And so I thought to, uh, to ask our audience, you know, what's the most golf that you've played in one week? Uh, and ask Joe that same question. Uh, as I might have guessed, Joe, I think, bests me in this category and has, has played more. Um, but he's older and wiser and, you know, he's a, a fit young lad, so he, he can get around pretty good. And I, I'm sure he's done plenty a good golf trip that has amounted to a lot of golf played in a small amount of time. So... What we want to do here is we're going to talk about some of our experiences. We're going to share some reader answers, and then we're going to talk about some of the places where uh, it destination where it's easy to to play a lot of golf in a small amount of time. So, Joe, I'm 108. That's my high mark for a week. What's yours? Uh, Al, number one, I'm going to refute the idea of being a fit young man. Uh, that might be you. That is not me. And uh, I am fitter these days, but it's been a long time since I was a flat belly. Uh, however, yeah, I've traveled a lot uh, over the years and uh, had a number of like fun statistics over one day, over two days, over we'll get to 41 days. But over one week, I figured out that it is actually 216 golf holes is the best I did. <laughs> yep. 12. You courses. doubled me. You, you oh, literally wow. doubled me. Well, um, I did play some good ones, uh, during that period, but you got a humble brag about where you did your 108 golf holes. Well, uh, I mean, how did you, how did you do that? How did you do? So you're saying that's 12 rounds in seven days. What was the, the split there? Yeah, I mean, basically, it was uh, a series of 36 whole days um, with a couple of 18 whole days. And, you know, again, it's like the great big question on everybody's trip is how much golf can we squeeze in versus how much golf do we really want to squeeze in? How much is really practical, depending on how old you are, how well your feet, your legs, your body hold up? And, um, you know, I mean, a, a lot of folks have these amazing aspirations about 
a straight diet of 36 whole days, but it can wear on you, uh, especially if you're playing uh, a place that you're walking. Um, I mean, really and truly, and especially if you're walking in a place that does not have that nice sandy soil underneath that are a little cushiony for your body. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about it too much back in the day, 20 years, 25 years ago. Uh, just off you went. Typically, the adrenaline was working. You're so excited to play this different course in Scotland, an open championship venue or a top 100 venue. And, you know, some of them were pretty close to each other and some had a little bit of a drive. But like, that's what it was. Uh, you, you just were that excited and like, yep, OK, let's get this round in and let's, you know, grab a little fuel and do another one. So, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. So you we'll get to mine at some point. Let's just stick with yours right now. Um, you referenced Scotland. Is that where this was accomplished? And um, you know, why is a place like Scotland so perfect for that? Well, you've got a couple different reasons for Scotland. Uh number one, it's pretty far north, so you have a lot of daylight, um, especially in northern Scotland, uh, where one of my fun adventures uh took place. And so you, most of their great links courses are, again, sand-based. So it's a little more cushiony when you're walking. And, you know, with the daylight in the summertime, it means that you don't have to go right out again. I mean, you could take three hours out and still comfortably get in a second 18. As we discussed, you know, a year or two ago in a story I did about Twilight Golf, you can go have supper and go play 18 holes. Uh, and buzz around pretty good. So, you know, the one week that I do remember, you know, most clearly for most golf in a week was around St. Andrews, where you had the the old course, obviously, you can get on the new course as a great double day. But St. Andrews itself and the Lynx Trust that offers several other courses right at the same complex. But nearby, you have... Uh, the Duke's course that's affiliated with the old course hotel, um, 45 minutes to the north. You can drive up and play Carnoustie and Panmuir just down the road, which we did, along with a couple of other courses near there. And then a little further south and east from St. Andrews, you have that whole corridor with Muirfield, with North Berwick, with Gullen, uh, with Dunbar there and yeah I mean that's why it's doable so a little extra sunshine proximity and uh, good turf underneath and you feel like yep I can go another round and still enjoy it and that's basically what happened that week golf in the kingdom of Fife because uh, it's pretty easy to come by I would I would think we we did a uh, an article Tony Deer, one of our writers, just did an article about uh, five of the lesser-known Fife courses that I don't know. You you mentioned a lot of those top-shelf types of places, but um, also nearby there's – and some of these courses are, you know, a lot less significant in length, so it's easy to get around, uh, not as taxing on the body, good soil like you mentioned – um, I, let me rifle off five of these. Did you? I'm just curious if you played any of these. Pitt Reavy? No. For that one? Uh, ba, 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 Aberdour? 
I have not. Kirkaldi? Nope. And Struther? Have not. And Scott's Craig? Over oh, five. Over <laughs> five. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, then that's that just shows you how good of an article it is. Um, check that out on our website, linksmagazine.com. Uh, anyway, so Joe, uh, was it a a tour you were doing? Was it an organized thing, uh, or were you kind of hoofing it on your own when you did this this big trip? Yeah, I think that was that particular one. Um, that was not an organized tour, uh, in or a buddy's trip, so to speak. I think there was just uh, uh, two of us and wanted to cover all the ground we could. We had flexibility, an expense account, and um, you know, hey, that made for a, that made for a fun week, and we really filled it up with golf. Um, you, you understand, uh, there are folks that want to do a trip and want to take it easy. They want to do some sightseeing, you know, and, and there are others that just want to max out every aspect of golf that they can. And that's why they're doing it. I really, I respect both sides that week in particular, it was just golf and, uh, you know, got in as much as we could on, on some great golf courses. I think a, an element of that as well is you said it was just the two of you, right? Mm -hmm. So and even if it was a foursome, if you have a smaller group like that, that's very gung-ho about playing as much as they can, as many rounds as they can get in, I think it's a lot easier. And for me, it's a lot of the time when I'm playing and doing these big stretches of golf, it's, it's typically on a golf trip with you know, 10, 15, 20 other guys. And it's not as if, I mean, you could squeeze a lot of golf in, but um, there's other stuff we want to do. We, we just kind of want to hang as a group. Um, if you are playing 36 a day, three days in a row, call it a long weekend, um, you're generally, you're spending most of your day with three other people probably. And maybe then in the next group, you could be paired with a different threesome, but it's very segmented at the end of the day, maybe you eat dinner, but you're pretty gassed at that point. So there's not much of a, a hangout going on unless you're really getting after it. But um, I think why, and we had talked about this before we started recording, but why my numbers aren't high is because I, I generally am part of these bigger groups and not everybody in the group is, all about playing 36 a day. We're typically scheduling it and organizing it three days, 18 each day. Uh, in between, we're, we're catching up, and it's mostly uh, pals that haven't seen each other in a while, so um, we get some good activity outside of it as well, but still end up playing a decent amount of golf. And for me, that was the good combination to get to my high mark was a buddy's trip combined with a trip for work where I played three days with buddies and three rounds for a, a links trip right afterwards. So um, that was my secret sauce, my magic formula to get to my, my high number. But I definitely think that if you make your group smaller, you can really rack up the number of, of holes you play. Well, you hit on something key, Al, and that is one of the great tips, uh, advice on buddies trips. 
for whoever's organizing the trip, you got to get it clear whether you're four guys or women, eight, 16, whatever your number is, you got to come to some uh, agreement on how much golf you want to play. You know, it's not just the timing of it, it's the cost of it, but you want to have a meeting of the minds. And even if a, one or two people want to skip out on a given round, you got to accommodate that as long as you know in advance, because, uh, you know, there's some hard feelings. If so-and-so can't play, you're stuck with a threesome or um, it, it, it's something else, but, you know, including the physical toll it takes. So really good to have a meeting of the minds on how much golf you want to get in. I mean, I have done, you know, a couple of trips. Again, I'm, I, this was four people. And we did three days at Bandon, 36 a day. And that was starting in the old sheep ranch, uh, ran around there for like 10 or 11 holes uh, on the day that we got in. So, you know, man, I was, I was beat up, you know, three, three rounds of 36 holes there. Um, if you can picture this fantasy overnight, <laughs> I did Cypress Point and played 18 holes, stayed overnight there, and then played 36. I mean, this is my favorite golf course on the planet, the most beautiful, the most incredible walk. And I was absolutely just beat up by... 54 holes, and nobody's going to feel sorry for me, uh, 54 holes of Cypress Point in two days. But um, again, like, would I have been happier or uh, 18 each day? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was cool to get another chance to play some of those holes. But man, it was just a lot. Another good kind of point that you have in there and what's common that we, you know, we saw from reader answers and we're, what we, you would think is that a lot of times I'd go into a place like Bandon Dunes is where a lot of people have, have had their most rounds played in a long time because they're wanting to maximize their time there. Uh, the great thing about a place like Bandon and we've seen it a lot, you know, around the country, around the world at some of these destinations is the, their desire to build the shorter option and have a par three course Bannon's getting another one um just have an alternative knowing that people are going there to play golf probably if they plan for to be there enough time probably play every course uh if they get the chance and knowing that they're going to have days where it's going to be 36 but maybe you have a day in there where it's going to be 18 then 13 at the par three course I think the other par three course is going to be 18, but max yardage is like 150, 160. So that's not asking a lot of a player uh, to do uh, and a very relaxed environment. Uh, and it's all walking a place like that. So people are there to golf. They know that the consumer knows that. Uh, and I think you really, you have to prepare to be, just physically wiped out after a trip like that. But, you know, that goes back to my my tip last week of buying the the hand cream. I didn't really figure that out until I went to Bandon Dunes and played 103 holes in three days. I only had three days to be there, 
and we wanted to crank them all out. Sheep Ranch had just opened earlier that year. This was 2020. And that was physically, I've never felt like that after just a few days and didn't think of golf as being this like such a physical force on the body, but it certainly can be if you're going to play uh, upwards of a hundred holes. Yep. And uh, you know, credit Mike Kaiser. He wasn't the first to add a really cool par three course, but he recognized and, and stated it, you know, that um, not all of the clientele at Bandon Dunes can really handle 36, a steady diet of 36 regulation championship holes every single day. And to have that option where you still get the camaraderie, the scenery, a fair bit of challenge, um, and, and get to play that golf course that's only 13 holes and it's all par threes, you still feel like you've had a fantastic round capping a fantastic day. So, you know, you're seeing it more and more. It's a wonderful trend and, you know, um, a really a great solution when you're just not equipped to go uh, either another 18 at all or 18, a steady diet for your entire trip there. So before my recent trip, that Bandon trip, 103, that was my max. I'm actually going to have to amend it. And instead of 108, it was actually technically 117. I forgot that we played the hay as well, the par three course at Pebble while we were there. Um, spoiler, the second half of the trip was at Pebble Beach. Uh, so 117 for me. Uh, and that was a trip to Kiowa. And uh, my my buddy who's getting married here at the end of April, Jordan Eason, shout out to him. Uh, we went down to Kiowa Island Golf Resort in South Carolina, and we teed up three rounds over three days, like I mentioned. That's how we segmented it. Uh, and there was talk while we were there of, of playing even more, but ultimately it people decided not to because uh, we played, I think this was, we played Osprey Point the first day, the Fazio course, uh, and then the second day was the Ocean course. Many people's first time playing the Ocean course, my first time actually. Um, you're walking, you're caddies, the whole deal. So after the first round at Osprey Point, people are like, thinking about going around again and you know half the group kind of looks at each other and is like well i want to be fresh for the ocean course like i don't want to get there just too tired to have the best possible day i can so everyone ultimately decided that you know get your 18 hole preview at osprey then go to the ocean put your best foot forward have a round under your belt so you can play well it's a great day um couldn't have been less wind at the ocean course. I know Joe, you wrote a piece about the toughest courses to play in the wind and the ocean course is on that one. Maybe even number one, if you had to rank them again, yeah. I'd, I'd have to look back, but I, it was almost as if you weren't on the ocean because it was, it was not blowing at all. Uh, the downside of that is we played in the afternoon and with no wind, as the sun was dying, the sand gnats started rising out of the dunes there on the beach. Uh, and I mean, it was miserable. It's like, um, I don't even know how to, I was going to say Lord of the flies, but I don't think that's what that 
book is about. <laughs> uh, sounds like a good, good pun or good reference. But anyways, that was pretty brutal. But an amazing day. Uh, and the swing was going good. We played it. I think we played it from the 6100 tees. So had some guys in our group that were in like the 18 handicap range. I'm like a six right now. Uh, And they said 61 plays like 65 at the ocean. Um, And it's regardless, it's placement golf. And then I I would have to assume when the wind is up, it's absolutely um, terrifying to play that course. Joe, have you played the ocean? Uh, what what kind of conditions have you played the ocean course in? Yeah, I have played uh, Kiowa's ocean course a number of times in, in all conditions. Um, I played it in the summer uh, when it's, you know, a little softer, a little buggier, so to speak. Um, and I played it in a great March wind <laughs> when it was howling. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of, throw your scorecard away and just play the golf course um, because it can be that tough. But yeah, I I think like with any of the great Scottish courses, the ocean course at Kiowa deserves a bit of wind. So it shows its teeth, you know, without devouring you. Um, And, and when there's no wind, like any of the Scottish links, you know, it, it's missing an element, but okay. It's still gorgeous. Every hole still testing. Um, But yeah. Yeah, lucky enough to to see it all and see it in September, the first big golf tournament I ever covered, the 1991 Ryder Cup. So, um, you know, absolutely wonderful, wonderful uh, golf course. As a side note, that's my tip. And I kind of, you got the the gist of what I was saying uh, when I'm speaking my order, but the bucket list round on your your itinerary, if you're going somewhere and it's, it's Kiowa or Pebble, so it's the ocean course or Pebble Beach Golf Links. My recommendation would be to put that one right in the middle. I know you maybe save the best for last. Uh, some people would say, or others want to get get right in there and go straight to the the reason why they're there and play that course first of all. I like the middle. If you're going to play three rounds, you get a warm up round. You're still fresh. You're still good uh, on the ocean. Uh, and if you if you play great, that's great. If you play bad, you're not leaving the property as that your last round is this bad taste in your mouth on the bucket list course that you were playing. You'd have one more round after that. So I like the middle. What, do you agree with that, Joe? You know, in thinking about it just now, uh, <laughs> I like that, Al. In thinking back more than 30 years ago, my first trip to Scotland the very first course I played in Scotland with uh, the great Mike Corcoran was Royal Dornick. And it was such a pilgrimage because I was already a Donald Ross fan and having read the long essay by Herbert Warren Wind in The New Yorker. I mean, this was huge to actually get here, play the golf course, see what it was all about, including the journey, just getting there. It's very far north. And then we had a chance that day to play it again, but instead we chose to rest up, have uh, some refreshments and then make the shortest drive down to Nairn. And we finished up Nairn in two hours and 45 minutes as a two ball. 
very comfortable and finished at 7.15 and we're 7 o'clock, 7.15 in the evening, still plenty of light. And I was so happy we did that. I mean, eventually I get many other rounds at Royal Dornick, but just to see something else, just to compare. And then you play a lot of courses in Scotland. I'm like, yeah, okay, now you understand why Royal Dornick is what it is. And, and so, you know, maybe it would have given me better perspective if Royal Dornick had been the third or fourth golf course on the trip, so to speak. Hmm. And uh, yeah, all right. It's, a, it's an interesting take you've got. So play the ocean. Uh, last one was Turtle Point, and they have a, a few holes on the ocean there on the back nine. That's uh, the Jack Nicholas course there at Kiowa. Um, by my count, so actually the only time I'd ever been to Kiowa, I'd played Turtle Point. So I, I got number two on, on that course. I still have not played Oak or Cougar at Kiowa. So um, my uh, my merit badge sash for Kiowa Island Golf Resort is missing a couple of badges. and I'll need to go back there and, and finish off uh, my list, but that was a three day boys weekend, uh, celebrate my good friend. I left turtle point, left the clubhouse, drove straight to the Charlotte airport. So about three and a half hours back towards my home in Greensboro, flew to Monterey, California. And the next morning was on the tee at Spanish Bay. And this was our, our links event at Pebble beach. Uh, which had a wonderful three, four days there. Uh, three rounds of golf included in that trip, uh, along with a a loop around the the Hay short course. Um, so we we played Spanish Bay the first day. Second day, uh, on this this turnaround, we had, if you want to call it best for last, we we did Pebble last. So we had Spanish Bay. Keep saying Spanish Bay. Spanish Bay, then Spyglass the second day, and whereas there was no wind when I played the ocean course, this was probably the windiest round of golf I've played in my life. It was about, it was gusting like 40 to 50. There were trees falling uh, on the course during our round. Um, the Monterey, Pebble Beach area of California has gotten a uh, substantial amount of rainfall this year so far. And it's gone as far as to to knock out power in the entire community and the resort running on uh, generators for a small period of time. Um, so during this time, everything's soft, winds blowing, trees were coming down. And uh, I've never felt quite that danger in a round of golf either. Do you remember around in your experience that you sensed danger while you were playing out there? <laughs> uh, once when I was following Gerald Ford in a pro-am <laughs> at Torrey Pines. Yeah, that would, that would probably do it. Uh, otherwise Different I had a danger. <laughs> As Bob Hope once said, the only safe place on the golf course behind president it, it is behind him uh, for president Ford. Uh, Al, I'd have to think about that where uh, conditions were actually, you know, uh, life threatening or uh, bodily harm. Uh, with what was going on on the golf course. Yeah, and the trees falling. That Just think about what we just saw at Augusta, too. Anyways, we were literally looking at the 
the trees on each tee box and between shots, you kind of had to make sure you didn't hear any cracks or anything to keep going. But uh, it also made for a very fun day of golf. Uh, talk about expectations. You have no expectations when it's gusting 40 to 50 and kind of, kind of frees you up a little bit. Cause you're like, well, this is different. I'm not preparing to play golf in, in this type of conditions, but, uh, you know, sometimes your driver goes 150 and sometimes it goes 350 in that kind of wind. So can be kind of good. And then the last day was Pebble Beach uh, and ended it on a high note. Um, so my 117th hole of the week was Pebble Beach's 18th hole. It's a pretty good way to, to close it out there. Yeah, that's worth celebrating. So that's that's my one 117. That's my long for a week. Um, as I said, we're going to share some reader answers, but, uh, would still love to hear anyone else's big weeks like that. Um, when we post the podcast on social media, maybe you can reply in the comments and tell us about your experience. Um, before we get to that, I, I want to get back to Joe's, uh, different variations. You know, he talked about his most golf in a week, but he's had some pretty good, pretty good days in there as well. And, and one beyond a week, uh, golf adventure that, that lasted quite a while. And I, he tells it much better than I'm trying to tell it right now, but go ahead, Joe. Well, there was a period of sustained crazy golf for me. Uh, maybe I've had a few of them, but the one that I've always gone back to happened the first year I was working for Lynx magazine, 1996. And back then, uh, we weren't putting stuff out on the internet. There were, you know, you didn't have like daily responsibilities for content. So there were large chunks of time in between the issues that we put out where you could travel and get some necessary travel done for stories that you were working on, major championship previews. So without question, the one I go back to over and over again was a period in May and June of 1996, where I played 44 different courses in 41 days. So that was because uh, I did a trip with the fine people at Perry Golf uh, to Northern Wales, just one of those unexplored areas for most Americans and uh, some great linked courses up there, including Royal St. David's, Aberdovey, which is Bernard Darwin's uh, favorite spot. Um, and then the last course we played on that trip was just over whatever border there is in England near Liverpool, which was Royal Lytham and St. Anne's. They were hosting the Open Championship in 1996. So that was huge incentive for me um, just to be able to play another open venue and fun trip. Well, I popped back home in Hilton Head at that time. And, um, oh, man, uh, we've got a special project going on with Myrtle Beach Golf Holiday and it involves all four editors at Lynx at the time making trips up to Myrtle Beach and playing uh, approximately, you know, 60 to 80 golf courses and writing, writing about them. Um, yeah, hard duty it was. So I knocked off a bunch of courses in two different trips to Myrtle Beach, and that was sandwiched around 
the U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needles up in Southern Pines, Pinehurst area. And while I was up there covering the tournament, I mean, you got to get out for one round of golf a day. And that's what I did. He absolutely had to. So here I am. I'm not going to play Pine Needles. The Women's Open is going on there. But you did have some fabulous courses in and around Pinehurst. And um, it was an incredible stretch. It's the one I remember most for just sustained golf over that period. So, you know, yeah, there was a day or two off in there, but not many. And some 36 whole days. So great, great memories from a long stretch of good golf. 44 and 41. So you're still playing more than one course a day in that stretch over a month. Um, yeah, over a month, a month and a half. Yeah. 44. Yeah, just about. 44 times 18, 792. If you played, if they were all 18 whole courses. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that that one was all 18 whole courses. And that that's when you had that, you talk about the adrenaline. I mean, the fanaticism for the checklist. Yes, I'm playing a new course. I'm excited. <laughs> Plain and simple. You know, that, that was the incentive. And uh, some of them were fantastic, you know, uh, trophy courses. And others were, you know, second tier sorts of places. And it almost didn't matter. It was just fun to go play and evaluate another golf course and kind of have it have it banked, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Al, I've had some fabulous 36 whole days, too. I mean, there was one, uh, the most golf I've ever played in one day, because, you know, Bandon used to do their 72-hole solstice. They may still do it. And credit to the physical specimens that have been able to play what was then only 72 holes. Now they're up to 90 championship holes. Um, but I did 41 holes in one day at Dancing Rabbit in Mississippi. Uh, two wonderful courses, the Azaleas and the Oaks, both Tom Fazio, Jerry Pate designs, uh, very attractive, as the name suggests. Uh, but that was in a cart and definitely a little different than tackling 41 holes on foot, although I've done 36 uh, in, in a number of rounds. And, um, you know, I mentioned my Cypress adventure, 54 holes walking, you know, in two days. Did um, 36 back-to-back, flew in that night, played 36 at Kohler, and uh, played 36 the next day. Got in Whistling Straits, Irish Whistling Straits, Straits, Black Wolf, Run, um, and then uh, the, uh, you know, the Valley course, uh, the Meadow Valleys course. Incredible. And then flew out first thing the next morning. But um, I don't know. I, I, it's possible my favorite 36 whole day of all was one that you will read about in an upcoming issue of Lynx magazine with Sunningdale and um, uh, in the outside of London, soft on your feet because it's sandy soil. And I played the old and the new in the same day, two top 100 courses. And um, yeah, there are some days, Al, where it's just worth the extra effort to uh to go the extra 18 holes or more and um and still enjoy it all yeah it reminds me too of uh we just talked about the youth on course thing the 100 hole hike 
you got plenty of people who have done a hundred holes uh, in a, a day uh, doing that, albeit a par three course, but still a lot of golf. And yeah, looking forward to reading about Sunningdale. I know you talked to Clive about that course, so um, or that club. And I quote, and I yes, our our friend Clive Clark, yeah. who let off the podcast season this year, and uh, I did quote him in the story. So let that let that be a preview for you. <laughs> Good. Um, well, you mentioned um, you mentioned Myrtle Beach in your. Uh, expanded trip your your very large uh 44 and 41 days trip um that's one of the places i think if we're talking about an area a destination if you want to try to play a lot of golf in a very short span uh myrtle beach high on that list for sure um i don't know what the, the full count is these days on how many courses are in that immediate vicinity do you have any idea off the top of your head joe no, I mean, I know they've lost a few over the years because real estate is so valuable right now in Myrtle Beach. And uh, whether there was, you know, 120 at one time and, and they're down by 20 or so, I'm not quite sure what the number is. And when you take in the whole Grand Strand that goes up into North Carolina, um, there's it's still a supermarket of golf. And, you know, that's kind of one of those little tips that I would give is when you're looking to get 36 holes a day in, remember, you know, you might have two Myrtle Beach trophy courses, but you need to position them a little close together because it's not going to work every time if you play something, you know, pretty far south in Pauly's Island, for instance, and then decide to go up to North Carolina for that second round. Right. Yeah. Visit MyrtleBeach.com says choose from over 90 courses so hey. it's still still about 100 courses in the immediate area you know we're talking within an hour hour and a half drive of each other probably sure um sure that is. you can that you can cover um which brings me to one of our first reader responses uh who uh this is from bill w uh, the most rounds played in a week by him was 12 and eight days. Uh, so he's stretching it by an extra day, but 12 and eight uh, played Caledonia, played Pauly's Plantation, Tradition, Heritage, River Club, Wilbrook, Founders Club, and Litchfield. Uh, he says all played in 2003, three friends fulfilling a fourth friend's wish. So there you go. Three guys got 12 in and eight days and, and did it in Myrtle beach. Um, that's a familiar, uh, little routing he did there in his list because my family goes to Litchfield for the beach. And I think I've played all of those courses that he mentioned there. They're literally all within probably a five mile radius of each other right there in the Pauly's Litchfield area. So good list there. Did I assume you knocked off a couple of those when, whenever you visited Myrtle Beach. You know, Al, that's a perfect lineup of golf courses. All of them are super solid, and the key was they were proximate to each other. So you weren't taking a ton of time having to drive to these different destinations. It was 5, 10, 15 minutes tops. And uh, that's the way to go to squeeze in a lot of extra golf. So Myrtle, we've mentioned... Uh, Pinehurst we've mentioned is a really good option. 
uh, for doing a lot of golf in a, in a short window. Um, I've, I've had a couple 36 whole days there at pine needles and mid pines, literally right across the street from each other. Um, you could walk if you so desired from 18th green to first tee on either of those. Um, where else, what else comes to mind for you as a, a top tier destination like that to get a lot of good golf done in a short amount of time? Yeah, I mean, clearly we talked at length about Bandon Dunes with so many great golf courses right on property. And you mentioned earlier, you know, your discussion of Pebble Beach. You know, we call it Pebble Beach Resorts. Um, you know, they are pretty close to each other. Uh, I remember having a 36-hole day of Spanish Bay and Spyglass Hill in the company of Bradley Klein. So uh, there was a lot of architecture talked uh, in those 36 holes, uh, which, was, which was a great deal of fun. Um, you know, and there are other places, I mean, the, the great golf meccas that um, are a little bit different sometimes. You know, people come out to Scottsdale, uh, you know, typically in winter or spring, and um, they want to do 36 holes. Again, if you're on site with a 36-hole day, you can get it done generally no problem but daylight can be a lack of daylight can be a problem too if you were thinking about having a comfortable 36 whole day in january it's hard to do um you know likewise in a place uh, such as stream song you know three fabulous golf courses more golf on the way and again you know mostly walking um you know their busy season is winter when there's a lack of daylight so, you know, maybe think about a late spring when you've got a little extra daylight, and make it a comfortable 36 hole day. Um, I think whether there are golf courses on property where it's so easy to get from one to the other or within proximity like Pebble Beach Resorts and you can lump in Poppy Hills, even though it's not part of that, it's a great golf course nearby. Um, but, but the biggest thing that I look for really is driving distance. You know, you've got to have enough daylight. You got to figure out, are we walking or riding um, in terms of your energy level? And then to get that extra golf in, how much daylight is there? And what do you need to do to get to that second course? And uh, that, that should answer most of the questions. And how about our, uh, a place we've both called home, the, the golf island, Hilton Head Island. Plenty of good golf there. Um, sea Pines, you've got Palmetto Dunes, you know, Port Royal, Shipyard. These are all public places. Uh, Hilton Head Plantation. There's some semi-private courses that you can play all right there in the Bluffton Hilton Head area. Um, leads me to another reader answer that we had, a guy named uh, Bill B. He went to Hilton Head for years on a spring break golf trip with three great friends. Uh, and... Each time, what he's saying, they would play 198 holes in six days. So they would do 36 for five days, and the final day, only 18, because they had to fly home at the end of it, uh, playing the public courses, some of the ones I mentioned, and private courses there. He said his favorite, personal, personal favorite private course in the area is Secession. Don't know a lot of people that would argue with that. And his favorite public is Harbortown. So, um... Very highbrow guy playing a bunch of golf here. <laughs> I mean, those are fabulous choices. But, you know, again, um, it's, I, I don't know, even at my peak, 
you know, as a young guy, as a tennis player, as a tennis pro, um, if I would have had five straight 36 whole days in me, um, I, I know it works for a lot of people. My, my hat's off to them. Um, it's just never been, you know, something that, uh, that has felt right for me. Uh, so, you know, boy, he made great choices, but, you know, for his group to hold up with all those golf holes is uh, just about equally or even more impressive. How about this one? 13 rounds in seven days, all walking. Uh, and this is a group that did this on an annual trip to Melbourne in Australia. Um, he said, I've just completed, this is Glenn B. I've just completed my 13th successive trip doing this. Uh, they play various combinations of Royal Melbourne, East and West, Kingston Heath, Victoria, Metropolitan, Yara Yara, Peninsula Kingswood, The National, St. Andrews Beach, The Dunes, Moona Leaks is a long list, sorry, Sorrento, Portsea, 13th Beach, and Barwon Heads. Uh, they now go for eight days, play only one round a day. Uh, it sounds like he's gotten up there in age and that's kind of uh, shortened the amount that they play, but um, wow, 13 in seven days is pretty good too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, one of the world's greatest collections and it's in what they call the sand belt of Melbourne. And not only does that kind of factor in in the course designs, but again, under your feet, it's sand-based, so it's a little bit easier, to say the least, than walking on a heavy clay surface uh, underneath the grass and things that just don't have as much give. 13 rounds of walking in seven days is still very impressive. Um, but again, it's not about impressing, it's about enjoying. Yeah. And, um, you know, with the golf courses that he just listed, there is also maximum enjoyment going on. For sure. And sometimes, like we mentioned, a, a lot of these stories can be because it was for a cause. So uh, Jeff A. said that he, uh, in a fundraiser for a local first responders family, uh, that he played 81 holes in a single day. Um, raised a lot of money. He said, easily the most exhausted I, I've ever been on a golf course after that. 81 doing the math there i know nine times nine is 81 so nine loops yeah, of that's... nine holes if you will yeah yeah and uh the polar opposite of the number 18 ah. <laughs> that's mostly what we do and uh, <laughs> when you do 80 81 holes in a day is uh that that would wear anybody out last one i'll share um nothing specific but a guy named ed a says I played every day for five days straight. Only my chiropractor was happy, and I played worse every single day. So there you go. Not always, <laughs> not always the, the best idea when we're talking about playing a lot of golf in a short amount of time. But we hope all those people had fun. I know I had a lot of fun. Makes for a great story. Um, you know, as long as you don't come away injured, if going to the chiropractor is your only thing to get an adjustment, that's. We're okay with that, but um, regardless, those are what memories are made of, those types of trips. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the whole point of extra golf. If you love playing the game and you've got the energy to do it, or there's another more incentive, be it com extra camaraderie 
or a bucket list golf course or something like that, 36 whole days are fantastic. Um, maybe two of them back to back is about all I can handle these days. Not five, <laughs> not seven, but um, there is absolutely something to be said for an extra 18 holes, an extra nine holes, you know, whatever the number is. Um, you know, you got a beautiful day out there and you just want to keep enjoying. Why not? 27. That, that to me is the sweet spot. 18 and then an extra nine. If you can, if you can manage it, I think that's a good, good number. I like that too, Al. All right. Well, until next time, Al Lunsford, Joe Passoff, signing off.